Hello, beautiful people. This is Alice, and this is Protect Your Glow, the podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in and pressing play today. Today is Saturday, September the 15th. I think that's what day, what, that's the day, I'm not sure. But anywho, just wanted to check in with you guys to see how everybody was doing. I know it's been a while since I've done one of these podcasts, but it's been a little bit busy this month for you, girl. Um, September is not normally that busy for me, but for some time this year it is. And I tried recording this podcast last night on my Chromebook. I spent about, I don't know, an hour or two trying to find different apps that can record on Chromebook. And before I purchased it, I didn't really do my research, you know, I kind of purchased it out of anger because my husband didn't want me to use his laptop. And so I just bought the doggone thing online, not knowing nothing about it, not even checking to see if it recorded, because that was my main purpose for buying a laptop, was so that I can record podcasts. But come to find out, it's kind of hard to record on Chromebooks. So I was like, oh, forget that. So I had to bring the desktop computer, my our Mac, inside my closet... And um, I'm here. I did a little setup, and um, now I'm here. And it's a bit quiet this morning for me, thank goodness, because the kids are with Daddy at grand at their grandparents' house. So I have some free time before I head over there too. So it's all good. So I'm trying to enjoy this moment, and I don't know what to do with myself. Moms, you understand if you have children and you get a little break, it's like, what do I do first? Do I paint my nails? Do I watch a TV show? Do I take a bath? Do I, you know, like, what do I do? Because I don't know what to do with my time. I'm just so excited. I'm so happy. But it's all good. Um, and I want to apologize for not recording as much. And you know what I figure out? Like, it's hard for me sometimes to record if my mind's not right. Like, if I can't get a grip on things. And that's why I try so hard to, you know, always try to keep my mind on things that are good that are positive because the minute like some in my life or in my personal life gets out of order it's kind of hard for me to sit here and talk because i'm like you know i don't feel a certain way but i really do my best to try to record these podcasts when i'm happy when i'm sad when i'm mad when i'm glad um i believe you know god has helped me to um have a life filled with stories and examples and and have people in my life that always trying to pour into me um whether it be via youtube or personal it's um important for me to share my experiences in order to um help somebody else so thank you guys so much for taking your time out of your day to listen and i want to talk to you all today i was uh, about the title is which i don't think i'm going to change it but i believe the title is going to be don't lose patience waiting on God. It's don't lose patience. Once again, it's don't lose patience waiting on God. And I wanted to talk to you all today about that because how many of you can relate to not wanting to wait and wanting to take matters into your own hands and to fix the problem right now? My hands are going up. I know I've done that a few times. And we all know the outcome is not what we want it to be right so i can't you know i was driving home and i was listening to the steve harvey morning show and he was talking about certain things and i like listening to him because he starts to show off with a 
uh, episode where he'll give you some words of wisdom, you know, some of the things that he's went through in his life and before the show starts. And it's a funny show, too, but I just like that part, you know, where he takes like 15 minutes or so to just talk to, you know, to everybody um, from a point of wisdom. And I can remember being a little girl and just always trying, you know, making friends with the older you know, people in my life just so I can learn. And I've been that girl that as a teenager, I, I, you know, I had friends that were like in their 40s and 50s and grandparents because I've always loved just somebody just investing and pouring into me, you know, and taking the time to even direct me. And I'm grateful for that because God put some people in my life, strangers, you know, my, my mom's friends and my dad's friends and where they were constantly just pour into me and try to stir me the right way and so a lot of my talking a lot of the things that I share with you guys on this podcast are simply life experiences you know they are what someone else was doing for me and and in hopes I want to share that with you all and so yeah he was talking about a few things Steve Harvey and one of the things that got my attention is when he said don't lose patience waiting on God and I was like that's the topic for my next podcast because man i don't know how many times i lost patience waiting on god now for those of you who are new and just tuning into my podcast my name is alice like i said before in the beginning and i am a believer i believe in the one only true god jesus christ we all have our options as to who we want to serve and who we want to make our god i chose my choice my god of choice is jesus christ and but I don't know how many times I've lost patience waiting on him. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> I lost patience waiting on him when I got married at the age of 23. You know, I was young and I met someone that, you know, was prior to that relationship with my husband. I was just dating these, you know, these immature guys or whatever. I mean, we were young in our 20s. We thought we knew it all but we didn't and so you know I would meet people that were walking around with open wounds just like I was and they necessarily couldn't help me with my situation so they took matters into their own hands and dealt with it the best way they knew how at that time so in kicks in their immaturity and I'm I didn't know it all but I knew enough to know when I wasn't being treated the way I wanted to be treated in my 20s and so At the time of meeting my husband, you know, I was not only lost, but also, um, when I say lost, I'm talking about emotionally lost, because I was carrying a lot of, you know, childhood trauma pains with me, a lot of unforgiveness, a lot of hatred, a lot of pushing, you know, my fist up to God. That's the kind of life I was living, you know, and yes, I was in the church, and yes, I was on the youth group, I was in youth group and stuff, but I just, I still had these unanswered questions, and so... Uh, I started dating my husband, and we connected, and I felt like he was, you know, open to being gentle with my scars, so to speak, you know. Um, he was patient with my scars, and he he uh, wasn't judgmental or anything like that, and so um, I appreciated that in him, and that entail made me love him more at that time, still not knowing what love really meant not knowing what marriage really meant and I said I do when I was asked the question and of course that journey took us on a series of ups and downs of 
you know, um, still bringing an emotional trauma into my marriage. And my mom warned me, like, I think I told you guys this before, but my mom warned me, like, Alice, you're too young. Um, is this really what you want for your life? And I was rebellious, man. I was like, whatever. Like, yeah, this is my life. And I'm going to marry this man, whether, you, you know, you like it or not, kind of thing, you know. And my mom was like, you know, when you make up your mind, nobody can't tell you what to do. So if this is what you want to do, then, you know, then you got my, you know, your dad and I are fine with it. And so, you know, I'm a Haitian. So we had this big old meeting where all the family met and stuff like that. Because Haitians and a lot of different cultures, too. But I'm speaking from, from my culture. That's all I know. Uh, Haitians take marriage very seriously. It's a It's a big thing for them. It's a good thing for them, but it's also a huge deal for them. They, you know, they, they're, they're proud, they're happy, they go all out. But one thing you must do is meet the family and stuff like that and talk it out. This doesn't apply to all Haitians. I'm talking about what happened to me. And so they have, um, they had a family meeting. And next thing you know, July 29, 2016, three years later after we started dating, I'm walking down the aisle as a bride. Scared to death. Not knowing what the heck I was doing. But hey, I didn't wait. I didn't ask God. God, do you think this is the right person for me to be with? And even though I was like, you know, I loved God at that time because I grew up in the church. But I didn't ask for his permission as to whether or not my husband should be, is the right person for me to be with. I just felt like, oh, okay. He's nice. You know, he got a little swag and... He ain't no punk, you know what I'm saying? He gonna, he gonna defend me if he have to. So, yeah, this is this is the one right here. And so I did that, and uh, that journey took us. I'm not going to get into the details of everything, but it definitely took us on an up-and-down roller coaster ride. And I don't know if you guys listened to my previous podcast where I talked about us uh, being separated for, truly separated for the first time in our marriage um, starting last year. And I got good news. He's back. Yeah, God's good. The devil tried to, you know, keep me in the wilderness while I was there. I was just really keeping my eyes on God because I, I promise you it was, it was tough for me to be separated from him for almost six months or eight months, however long it was. Um, it's something that I wanted too, so that was that was hard. That was, that was really tough. I felt like I was definitely um, being tested in all corners. And that's what took me a while to you guys to, to do these podcasts because I was just really struggling to stay alive. When I say stay alive, I wasn't trying to bring harm to myself. Just mentally, I was just struggling to to really understand, um, is this what I want for my life? Is this marriage what I really want? Is this the end? Is it not? You know, um, I prayed a lot. I cried a lot. I sought counsel from you know, people that I trust, because I don't really trust a lot of people. I got a trust thing. It's gotten better, because, man, it's real bad over the years. And I realize that a lot of people that don't trust people is because they don't trust themselves. Yeah, I learned that. And um, so through, you know, a series of meeting with different people and, and being counseled by women of God, I, you know, um, we're not where we want to be, essentially, but we definitely are taking steps to um, to still be in this thing. Because I feel like the enemy is after marriages. He's after families. Uh, he's after especially black families, you know, where he likes to see us separated. And he likes to take the man out of the picture and have the woman be the head of the household. And that's not the way God wanted that to be. You understand? That's not the way God created it to be. Um, the Bible talks about how God created, you know, man and women. And the man is to not necessarily mean he's in charge and, you know, the woman's, you know, 
gonna do everything he says no but I believe it's important to have the man in the household I, have, I believe it's important for my my son to see a man lead I, I think it's not to say that I can't lead too because I do but it's really important for my my son and my daughter to see to have their father and their lives leading the house and you know and seeing his mom and his dad co-parent together and making decisions to move the family forward uh, we live in a society where you know we got a lot of women that are men they're just holding it down doing their own thing and um it's not easy for them single parents single women whatever but um there's a lot of women out there you know trying to hold it down in the home and trying to do their own thing but sis like it wasn't meant for you to struggle like god didn't mean didn't create you to struggle like that you know what i'm saying and we have this thing too where some women walk around like i don't need no man i don't need this and that you might not necessarily need a man but i'm definitely sure you didn't have that child by yourself you understand i'm sure you didn't create this baby by yourself so why would you not want that child to have a father in his life you know why would you not want that child to to understand manhood through a man because as much as we women try and as much as as strong as we are and yes indeed we are we are definitely phenomenal black women especially like we are definitely phenomenal people and we are strong beyond measure but sometimes we really ain't that strong like you know we really ain't that strong uh, we try to portray it on instagram and social media like we got it all together but at the end of the day <clears throat> we really don't you know understand like we, we're, we're doing our best with what we got but it doesn't have to be that way so um make a long story short i'm really proud that my husband's back in the home and uh you know it's baby steps to because when you when you've broken something when you've broken something when you've broken somebody's trust or whatever it's really it takes real effort to to regain that and you know for a long time i i i'm not making this podcast about me but i just want to share with you guys but for a long time you know i would blame my i wouldn't blame me but i would blame him like if something would go wrong in our marriage or whatever i'll be like like it's his fault like he should have known this and he should have known that and he should have done that not never taking responsibility for what i contributed to that situation you understand and now i'm looking back at it and being more mature and growing i was like you know like i got the responsibility for what i contributed to this thing you know like for if my marriage is going great then i contributed to that too if my marriage is going bad then i contributed to that too I can't simply just point the finger. You know, a lot of times it's so easy for us to like just be like, you know, it's your fault. You're the reason why I'm like this. Uh, if you didn't do this, then I wouldn't be like that. But like, it's harder too for us to like look in the mirror and be like, what did I do to cause this? You know, like I know I. T you have to like come to a point where where you um, look in the mirror and realize that you had something to do with it too. Like, I came to the point where I was like, this can't be all him. I'm sh pretty sure I had my part in this. And when I started to take control and try to, when I started to really understand that it was not all him, it was me too, and that I had nobody else to blame. Like, I could, you know, try to flip the script and say, well, he did that, that's why I did this, and he didn't do this, and that's why I went and did that. But it's like, no, like, Alice, you, you took part in this. Like, you have, you need to understand that you're reason to blame as well as he is, you know? And so, that's one example when I didn't, 
wait on God and I really, really, really paid for it. And isn't it crazy sometimes too how you, you do something wrong, right? You do something wrong and then you're like, well, for me, I, I have a tendency to do something wrong and then expect the person to get over it. Like, just get over it. Like, you know, like I hurt you. You hurt me, but just, I need you to get over it. Like, hurry up, can't make this thing up. And it's like, Alice, it don't work that way. You can't expect to hurt somebody and then want them to turn around and just have things going smoothly. Like, nothing ever happened. Like, you, for, for every action, there is a reaction. For every cause, there's an effect. And so I had to learn that when you do something, you're going to have to pay for it. When you wrong somebody, when you hurt somebody, when you lose somebody's trust when somebody loses your trust don't they pay for it like they they you're gonna have to live with the consequences i'm not saying live with the consequences forever and never try to change and never try to move forward i'm not saying that whatever it is you have to do as far as whether you need counseling whether you need you know talk to somebody or whether you need prayer whatever it is like go do that to, to move your life forward but you have to understand that you have to pay for what you did like and I, I, for so long, I refused to accept that. I was like, no, it's not. Like, no, let's just get this thing over with. And it doesn't work that way. So in my not waiting on God, I learned a valuable lesson that we can never try to move ahead of God's schedule. I don't care how fast we move. I don't care how much hours we put in, how much work we try to put in. We should, we should and we can't move ahead of God's schedule. Nothing happens. You know what I'm saying? Nothing happens without God's permission. Nothing at all. I don't care how hard you work. I don't care how much hours you put in. I don't care how much sleep you lose. You ain't gonna get that promotion until God says it's time. I don't care how hard you work. That company's not gonna start until God says it's time. I don't care how hard you work. That money ain't coming in until God says it's time. You understand? So, we need to learn how to wait on God and be wise. And now, how do we go about, how do we know when it's time? Like, you'll know. You'll know. You know that thing that we have that's called, we, you know, we call it intuition. I call it the Holy Spirit. It's inside every single one of us. And you have to believe everybody was born with a gift. Nobody is better than nobody. It all comes down to how we each exercise our gift. And how we open that gift up you understand because you'll look at somebody and be like man I wish I was doing what they were doing I wish I could be like that person or, they, or, or him or her but the truth of reality is everything you need to be great everything you need to excel and elevate your life is is written in your DNA it's deep down inside of you what causes one person to succeed and one person not to succeed? Is first recognizing that you have a gift. And then secondly, exercising that gift. If you're the one that has the talent and you're just sitting on it, and the person that has it is doing something about it, going out and seeking who they can help with it, then you can't look at that other person and be jealous or envious because you... God has given you. may not be the same exact gift, but there's something you can do. There's something inside of you that you can do. There's something you can do to help others. You understand? 
there's something you can do to help move somebody's life forward. And I, for me, realize that I have an obligation to not only, first and foremost, my obligation is to pour into my children what I know. You know, I have a 10 and 5 year old. My obligation is to pour into what I know and pour into them what I know. And not to give them, the, you know, everything, but to give, them to, them, to give it to them in bits and pieces. And I'm very fortunate and very blessed to have for God to entrust me not only with a son, but with also a daughter. And for those of you who have been following me for a long time, I talked about how I never wanted to be a mother. I never really wanted to have children. And the number one reason for that was simply because of the childhood that I had. And I was just like, man, I will never want my child to go through what I went through. I would never want them to experience the pain that I experienced in the hands of somebody that should have protected them, in the hands of somebody that should have cared for them, in the hands of somebody that was blood-related, you know. Not a stranger, a relative. You know, I would never want my child to go through that. And so that fear kicked in. I was like, I would never want to bring a child into the world. But even despite my pain, God was like, no, I still trust you. Whew. Just thinking about that is it's big for me. And even despite that pain, God's like, I still trust you, Alice. I still trust you to be the best mother you can be. I still trust you to be the best woman you can be. And so here, I'm going to gift you with a daughter. I was like, ah. I can't believe you trust me with a little girl. You know? My son is awesome. Love that boy to death. Love my girl to death too, but to trust me with a girl. When I myself, you know, <laughs> when I myself, at that time, what I was with, when I had my son at 25, so I had my daughter at 30, you know, being 30, jumped over the 20 year mark, you know, but I mean, jumped over the jumped over the jumped over my 20s and had my daughter in my 30s, and I was still scared, man. I was just still like, I can't raise this little girl, man. I don't even know how to raise myself because the little girl inside of me still fighting to grow up, you know. That's really what it was. It was because I was afraid to have kids because the little girl in me was still fighting to grow up. Let that sink in for a second. Yeah. That's where that fear came from. You know? So all my anger outbursts, all my... All my, uh... Mean tactics, all my, uh... Not trusting people and hating people was, was from that little girl in me that... Was afraid to grow up. That little girl in me that was stuck in the past. But man... God has been doing so many wondrous works in my life. And I feel the start of this podcast with saying God is good. Because He really is. He really is. For me to even help be here on a Saturday morning and I'm just talking to y'all. It's, it's, God, is, God is good. And just thinking about it, God never really gave up on me. He still hasn't. He still trusts me. He still believes in me. I just need to believe in myself. Which I do because I'm in. I'm I do believe in myself. I've come a long way. I really have, people. I really have. I really have. But, you know, I made a decision. It, 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 it was me deciding to decide. That's what a lot of us are afraid of doing. We are afraid to decide. 
You know, I'm not saying that you need to go out there and make a drastic change and stuff like that. But what, for me, when I decided at age, how old was I? I must have been about 32 or 33 is when I decided that I got an issue. Like, this yelling and outbursts and cussing people out, like, I got a problem. And that's when I saw therapy. And I never looked back since. Never looked back. Because... I made, because I was, you know, just being around your family members and being around your friends. And I remember one time, man, I went out to dinner with my family. And it was supposed to be a nice outing or whatever. We were in Orlando. And we were at a dinner table. We all went out. I can't remember what we went up there for. I don't know if it was somebody was getting married. I'm like, I can't remember. But I remember sitting at a dinner table and... I ruined it for everybody because I was just so mad. I don't know what I was saying. I don't know what I said, but I remember being mad in everybody's faces. I remember my sister and my brother's face were like, dang, here we go again. I was about to act a fool, you know what I'm saying? They didn't say that exactly, but their faces was like, like what's wrong with you? Why, you? why you just can't be happy all the time? I was just mad, man. And I just ruined that. that I remember ruining. My in-laws was there, too. My brothers and their wives was there. I remember... Yeah, I remember that vividly, just sitting there and just ruining dinner. Because I had an attitude. I didn't want to be there. I didn't like nobody. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. And I was just like, something ain't right with me. Something ain't right. Something's wrong with me. This little girl in me, she need to grow up. She need to grow up fast. And that's when I sought help. Because I was like, no, I'm not living my life like this. I didn't start help immediately after that incident, but I think that's when the light bulb came on. Like, you know how alcoholics they have to confess that they have an alcoholic problem before they need help. The same goes with somebody that has a attitude problem or an anger problem. You have to first admit it. You have nobody else gonna do it for you. If you wait, nobody else. Gonna, people might tell you, man, like you need to chill. Like you got some issues for real, but. Until you recognize it for yourself, nothing's going to happen. So I had to recognize it for myself. I had to recognize it for myself. But then I realized, too, that God was doing something in me. I didn't know that I, I would create a podcast where I would make this, you know, my talk show. You know? I didn't know that this would be my online journey. Not online journey, my online diary. But man, it's been very therapeutic to just talk to you guys and to let you know you're not alone if you're going through certain things. You're not alone. You know, because everybody has their own battles that they're fighting. But I'll tell you one thing, I do appreciate you guys supporting me. It's been it's been crazy. The amount of support that I've received from from you all, from the encouragement and from listening and from the feedbacks. Thank you guys so much. I really do. I really do. You know, I, I started this thing, like I said, as an online diary, but I really also started it for my children. Wanted my children to know that, you know, after I'm long gone, that if they ever had any questions about who I was and what I wanted in life and what I stood for, they would play this podcast and hear my voice and know that no matter how bad life gets, you just got to keep going. 
can't give up. You gotta keep going no matter what. And so, yeah, I just want to tell you guys once again, don't lose patience with God. He really, really loves us and wants the best for us. And no matter how crazy it looks, he got something so big and so grand for your life that man has not heard and eyes have not seen what the plans that God have for you. So no matter what you're going through today, no matter how bad it seems, trust me, I've been there, I know. I know. Don't give up on God. Do not give up on God. I promise you things are going to get better, and I promise you He's going to give you the life that you want and that you need. That if you hang with Him, if you just trust Him, if you just trust Him and believe, because trust and belief have to coexist in the same space. So if you trust and believe Him, He will give you a house you didn't build. He will give you houses you didn't build. And he will give you platforms that you yourself could not have created. So hang in there. I hope you guys have a great Saturday. Thank you for pressing play. And I will talk to you on my next podcast. Have a good one.